good afternoon, morning, noon, evening, or whatever time you're listening to this. That should have covered most of it. Welcome back to episode 13 of the Indie Gaming X podcast, and we have a cracker today, an absolute cracker. This is featuring a game called Guild of Ascension. This episode was actually streamed live, just like last week, so if you want to catch them as they go live, then please head to YouTube, um, follow me on YouTube, or you can also follow me on Twitch, either or, and I think I'm even on Facebook Gaming. How about that? So this is actually a really interesting game, and I think you're really going to enjoy the interview. So that's enough for me. Let's jump straight into it. I'll see you after. Okay, right. Um, here we go. Welcome to the Indie Gaming X podcast, and let's jump on to number one. Question straight away. I'm straight in. I, I like to jump straight in. So tell yeah. us who you are and what your game is called. Okay, so uh, my name is uh, Mathieu Sibanez, and I'm the nearly solo dev behind the game called uh, Guild of Ascension. So I played this game last night. If you didn't watch the live stream last night, one, what were you doing? That was a bad <laughs> choice. Uh, and two... It was a great stream. Uh, it was a great stream, and I was... I don't want to say I was surprised, but I was surprised. <laughs> because uh, <laughs> this game, this is like early alpha at the moment, isn't it? Yep. yep. And... It, you know, it's not it's not ready for human consumption really yet, as it were. But it's fant- it was fantastic. I had a great time streaming this. This was this was a great stream. I really enjoyed myself. Thank you. Yeah, uh, the, the game it's still in uh, pre-alpha stage, uh, mainly because of the content. We need to to add more to add a lot more and more content than what we have currently. But I try to polish the the onboarding of the game. So yeah. Okay, so try. I know this is going to be a hard question, and this isn't mm-hmm. actually on on my list of questions. So I'm already diverting off. Mm-hmm. How would you describe this game to someone? So if, obviously now that the audience are listening to this, unless you're watching yeah. it live on YouTube now, how would you describe this? Because it's quite unique. Yeah. Uh, so the game uh, it's a roguelite that the uh, combat is a mix of a tactical turn based and a action RPG kind of. Thing. So basically, you are playing a group of two characters that are playing in a turn-based game, but your turn are a short a burst of real-time action game. So with combo, special attack, skills, and so on. Yeah, and that's what surprised me because, again, for for us simpletons, I say us, me, for me as a simpleton, I was describing this as like it's like a digital action three D chess with. Yeah. It's really hard to explain because it's, and yeah. which is great because it's so unique, but it's got so many familiar features from from games that you would expect. So but when I when I try to describe the game to someone that is naturally familiar to a game genre, for example, I'm uh, using as a real life example of a chess, but the Blitz game mode, which is a, the chess version that you play with the clock, and uh, that you have to to play very quickly and then. Click on the button so your your opponent have a limited time to play. So so it's like it's a turn-based game, but it's always in real time, and you are always pressured by the time. So you have to be quick in your decision making. Yeah, that was killing me at first. I was <laughs> I, the timer was an absolute nightmare. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it really it makes you focus, and I, I see why you've done it now because otherwise you just if, if you give people too much time to think, then not that it makes it easy, but I think it gives them too many options because there is lots of stuff you can do, which is awesome. 
but mm-hmm. you kind of you know you're kind of training them to sort of quick think quickly and you want them to kind of make mistakes don't you because that's yeah what, exactly that's what you know that's why you lose your health and you and you you make you choose the wrong power and then the next yeah, that, time that, you start thinking that, quicker that's exactly like what i like in that game and uh, often uh, i get uh, i get questions from people that are only playing turn based game and that's really like strategy they say like but i cannot make the best decision and my answer to that is like often it's a lot more fun to make the wrong decision and see what's happened and see everything that you didn't uh, anticipate and see how it's playing in front of you and so that's also a part of the fun of the game so yes you will make mistake but uh, it's fine you will learn so yeah because you've actually got a really so i'm not i'm going way off the questions here <laughs> you've actually got a, you've got a really good mechanic um where you can actually see the order of attack that your enemies are going to uh, do it so if you've mm-hmm. got four enemies you can actually see which order they will attack you in so if you do make a mistake, it's then you start realizing, damn, if I'd have just checked the order first or what next power yeah. he may use, that would have yeah. sold, that would have really helped me. And it, it forces you to learn. Exactly, yeah. Well, one of the other things that people really don't think about at first is a friendly fire. So the fact oh, that, that you have to, to make sure <laughs> that your friend is not in the area where you will do your attacks or that will be triggered by a bomb or something like that. So at first it's surprise, but then you kind of integrate that into your your thinking and it becomes natural. So, yeah. yeah, it's like in chess, if, if the uh, the knight suddenly trampled on your pawn, and you're like, oh, oh Christ. That, that's <laughs> actually a great idea for a game, like chess with friendly fire. Friendly that fire would be chess. actually great. <laughs> Uh, that caught me out the friendly fire but there's yeah. also but don't panic you can get like buffs and extras to to turn the friendly fire off as well can't you yeah and actually uh, one of the things that I, I like the most in the game is the fact that at first friendly fire is a it's an inconvenience so you have to make sure not to attack your friend then when you get some buff you can turn it off so it becomes something that you don't even think about because you know you will not get damaged by friendly fire but then it can become also a powerful uh, tool because if you get the repost ability, for example, your character will counterattack every time he receives damage. And that could be triggered by your friend that is attacking him, but is not making damage because of the no friendly fire. Oh, so now you can use one of your character to trigger the other to attack for free. Oh, I and love so, that. I didn't even think yeah, about that. Yeah, yeah. So there's, there's a lot of depth net in the, in the friendly fire mechanic. So it, right, it becomes from that. a from something bad to something neutral to something good because and that's a, that's actually that's really cool and also mm-hmm. what is what is great is that the the enemies have friendly fire as well so yeah, they were yeah. be, they were beating each other up as well which was very handy a couple of times yeah. for me last night <laughs> yeah actually uh, one thing i'm trying to do is uh try to not have any um special rules for you or for the enemies so everybody are playing with the same a set of rules so right they are attacking a certain zone they are making that amount of damage and everybody in that zone take damage and so on and so on so it's like if you have friendly fire they have friendly fire if pushing does that much damage it will do it to you and to them everything is the same for you on your or the enemies right that's yeah that's great because then it feels like it doesn't feel like you're being cheated or oh come on yeah. it's not fair you, you don't yeah, have that exactly. feeling um, and you just get 
as you're playing, you know, your characters level up, you unlock new weapons and powers, and there's so much in this game. And like mm -hmm. I said, this is still pre-alpha, and, and yeah. there was loads to unlock. And I thought I'd just have a couple of runs. Well, that didn't work, because every <laughs> time I've done a couple of runs, you unlock something else. Um, and there's loads of replayability, which I, which I love. Um, very addictive. Yeah. There's a the roguelite uh, element in the game, so the fact that you're level up and all the abilities that you get after each uh, fight uh, is reset every time you re-enter the tower, and also the fact that the, the floor of the tower is randomly generated, that lets you replay the game a lot more than if it wasn't. But yeah. uh, compared to other roguelites, uh, I, I often insist on the fact that we have permanent progression uh, in the sense that uh, you will play the game for uh, to try to beat the boss to the first floor of the tower. And when you reach and keep the first boss, you will unlock a new floor. And that new floor will be new environment, new enemies, new bosses, everything is new. And you will be able to start from here. So you will not play the game from zero every time. You will feel like you're progressing to the game. Yeah. And that was when I discovered the boss. I didn't really even realize there was yeah. a boss in this game. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that was mega because I say it all the time, I love boss battles in games. Yeah. Every game should have a boss. I agree. Um, and again, this, I actually can't believe how much you've done on this game because it really is, it feels like a, an action game because you can build up combos to build up your powers. So you can, you know, you can run up to someone and press all the buttons. As long as your timer is still running, yeah. you can do whatever attacks you want. You can just beat the, beat the hell out of someone if you've got yep. time to do it. Or, but then, well, then you've also got to plan your tactical, where, you, where your character ends after that turn, because you don't want to be standing next to the bear. <laughs> yeah, no, the, <laughs> the bear, it's a, it's a tough enemy. So yeah. <laughs> uh, I might have to nerf it a little, because I got a lot of heals. complaints that... I get a yeah. lot of complaints that is too difficult. <laughs> but... Again, like, like I said, it's a, it's an indie dev um, issue. Don't worry, it's not just you. You're all mm -hmm. making it so hard. Like, but but you, the thing you're... is, like, yeah, I'm playing the game every day, and I'm becoming yeah. like really a master of this game. You so are, for yeah. me, the bear, it's it's like nothing, you know. <laughs> it's still a floor <laughs> one enemy. So I try not to make it too difficult, but. Once you integrate uh, his pattern and you know how he's behave, all the enemy become really simple. And that's actually something that I really like in that kind of game, mm -hmm. is the fact that, yes, you got level up and you got better equipment, but I could finish the first floor without taking damage with the first equipment of the game. So uh, oh. when I integrate <laughs> how all the mechanic of the game and the, the knowledge of the enemies and the pattern and all of that, I become stronger, not because of the number of my level of uh, the new shiny weapon I got. I become stronger because uh, I integrate all of that and, and my skill as a gamer become greater. And that's another thing that I really like. It's because this isn't particularly aimed at anyone because even though people who like puzzle games, you will like this. People who like action games will like this. Mm -hmm. um, it, it kind of... So because yeah, it's it's for everybody. This this game is for everybody. If you're a gamer and you like and you like playing games, which I assume you do because you're listening <laughs> to a gaming podcast right now, um, you will like this game because it's got yeah. it's got some area that you will be familiar with. Yeah, really. For me, the the target that I have when I was making the game is really I'm playing 
two different genres of games that I really love. There, there's a turn-based tactics that I need to think and so on, and there is a, the action real-time game like Monster Hunter of those kind of game where it's really more about the skill and more about the moment-to-moment gameplay. And those two genres give me very nice reward feeling, but in two different categories, kind of. And mm-hmm. I was trying to to change that and to make a game that kind of give me the the reward feeling of the both genre. And I also wanted that people people that say, oh, uh, I cannot play a turn-based game because it's too slow to to make change their mind on, on that. And yeah. also the people that are playing only turn-based game and say, oh, uh, the action game, it's too fast for me. I cannot think about it. This game, it's also slower than a normal action game. So there, there is a little more time to to think, even if it's not uh, all the time in the world, like in traditional turn-based. So I really try to to combine and and merge the two different categories of gamers into one game. Which you've done very well. Thank you. Thank because you. I am one of those tactical people yeah. who think, oh, I haven't got time for this. I can't be bothered to try and plan my moves. I just want to attack stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you're just attacking stuff all the time, it does get a bit, you know, repetitive so yeah um yeah anyway so that that is the the overall and also sorry how i'm going to come back to this because mm-hmm. not only do you have the enemies to sort of make your way around the board you even have obstacles on the board oh, yeah. so you have like grass which slows you down which is yep. genius yeah. I mean, and I hate it. I hate it. But it's <laughs> genius. <laughs> there, there is uh, also more stuff that you didn't find out with the with the grass, but I hope th- there is deeper mechanics that people will find while more they play. But for example, mm-hmm. there is a fire status effect in the first floor. But if you put someone in fire as they stand on the grass, it will take more damage, and the grass will burn away, so oh, it won't be there. Oh, really? That's amazing. So yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> and you can also there's also holes in the board some places so you can even yep. be knocked off the board and into yep. holes it's so yep. mean <laughs> so <laughs> the, the, there is a long story with the hole because one of the uh, games that inspired inspire me for that was into the bridge and i really love in this tactics game like the, the pushing mechanic and i really want yeah. to replicate it that on my game uh, but first, in into the bridge, whenever someone is pushed off, it dies immediately. Uh, and so when I did that first, it was like too harsh of a punition because again, <laughs> as I say, uh, I want the rules for the, for the enemies to be the same than for the player. So mm-hmm. if you can push an enemy and you kill him in one yeah. in one hit, then when they push you and you fall, you will die in one hit. So that was like really too harsh a punition. So yeah. at first, for a long time, what I had was the fact that when you push someone in the in a hole, it takes a certain amount of damage, but then respawn into the battlefield. And I really like the balancing of that, but people get too confused about why that guy came back. I push him in the hole. He should have been dead. Mm-hmm. He's not dead. That, that's unfair. So now I change it again, and it's a quite recent change, so I'm still trying that out. But now what I have is like, uh, every people has a two uh, status in their health bar. So the health bar can be normal or they can be in critical health, which is like under 30% of total health. And yeah. so if you push someone into a hole, if it's above critical health, it will just bounce 
and take some damage. But if he's under critical health, he will fall into the hole and die immediately. So right. okay. now yeah, so... you have to think about, oh, if I push him now, I'm going to kill him all the way. Or if I push him now, he will just take bounce damage, but not... Yeah, no, and that's important for you as well to where you where you leave your character. You know, don't because yeah. that's what I was learning in the end. I was yeah. thinking, oh no, stay away from the edges. Yeah, um, but like stay I say, away sometimes from the edges, and that yeah. will be more dramatic if you are in critical health because you know you can die in one hit. But if you are full health, you will take some damage, but you know you won't fall, so it's not that bad. Yeah, excellent. Okay. Well, okay, well, that's uh, enough describing of the game because there's, <laughs> yeah, there's, yeah. I mean, there's loads we haven't covered, by the way. Oh, yeah, there's yeah. so much in this game. So don't, <laughs> that's not just it, there's tons. But let's slowly make our way through the questions. Um, so let's start off with um, the second one. We'll start off with the second one. Continue <laughs> to the second one. When did you start developing the game? Yeah, so uh, I start officially developing the game on January 2019. Uh, I had. A little prototype running before that, but uh, it wasn't really that game. And uh, I was working for another company before that. So when I decided to stop and to go full time on that project, it was on January 2019. Okay, wow. Okay, so that's that's pretty good going to get to this stage with the amount yeah. of mechanics you've got in this. Yeah, um, that is uh, that is very good going. Yeah, and uh, actually, uh, early 2020, I did the one year development video on my YouTube channel that uh, showcase a, a quick uh, show of uh, every month prototype at this point. And oh, you, you can see how the, the game change is quite, uh, it's quite a drastic change <laughs> on the oh, month yeah. basis. Well, make sure you send a link to that and I'll link that in the show sure. notes and, uh, and in the uh, YouTube comments and stuff. I'd yeah, like to watch sure. that myself. That sounds great. <laughs> um, and this is built in um, Unreal. Unreal. Oh, and why did you choose Unreal? So uh, I'm uh, my uh, job before that was a game programmer for a lot of big company for the past ten years. So I'm used to working with uh, big triple A engine like that. Uh, so this one was the, the most uh, the most close that what I used to work with when I was in those kind of studio. Okay, and so just, also yeah. Yeah, also, I really like that engine. It's really performance. I can do a lot of stuff myself. I can do uh, all the programming. So I, I control everything I wanted, and it's easy to port on all the platforms that I want. So. Oh, OK. But it is yeah. quite, uh, it's one of, the, one of the more difficult ones to, to Yeah, but again, because I was experienced yeah. with that with my previous job in the industry, for me, it's uh, the main way I like to work. So. For me, it wasn't difficult to, to get. Oh, excellent. Okay, very good. So number four. And this is, again, this question, <laughs> I think I'm going to have to remove this question because yep. generally it's because you like playing games. So what, what made you get into development in the first place? Yeah, uh, development, I always knew I wanted to work in games. When I was really young, I didn't know what uh, what that means <laughs> but but after a while i see the different uh, uh, job in the industry so like uh, designer programmer and uh, artist and so on and uh, i integrate um, a school that was dedicated for making game in france uh, a school that is called Créage, and they had uh, courses for like uh, artists and programmer and so i did the programmer courses and after that i directly uh, joined the industry so 
yeah, my path was really set. Uh, you knew since a long on. time ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Again, that that question. I should swap that question out with something, something related to um, how would you maybe something how would you recommend people get started in development or something like that i should probably swap that out that'd probably make more sense for, for people yeah really. yeah we um, say for people interested it's just like really uh getting to know the different side of uh how to make a game so as as i mentioned like uh, what's the job of a designer what's the job of a programmer and what's the job of an artist for example to to say the free main and then find what's really an interest to you and search for uh, school or academics that can teach you this kind of uh, of knowledge. But but again, I think that nowadays with internet, there is a lot of resources that you can learn by yourself in front of your computer. So as as soon as you know, I'm really interested in that part of development. Just follow some courses, look at tutorials online, and you will you will understand how to make games. Excellent. Okay, thank you. Well, that was a little bonus question for you there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's move on to uh, how you're developing the game. Yeah. Is it just you, or do you have a team, or, or so, how, how have you you planned that? Yeah. So uh, I describe myself as uh, mainly, <laughs> nearly a solo developer on the game. So that <laughs> meant uh, I'm uh, the only one working in the studio full time on the project. Uh, but around that, I'm working with uh, several uh, people that help me here and there on the project. So some people help me for like two, three months uh, on the art side on some aspects. So uh, I had uh, one, uh, Elliot, uh, that really helped me to define all the 3D environments from within the tower. Uh, I had another artist doing the concept art for the character and, and so on. But uh, yeah, I try to to stay really uh, small scale production. So it's mainly me. And whenever I hit a wall, I'm I'm cutting some friends or freelancers that can help me with specific subject. Yeah, that's a good way of doing it. You know, you, you, <laughs> the thing is, like, I suppose some developers are a little bit scared of of giving up control of their game for someone else to do something. Yeah, um, uh, it's not. Mainly the the fact that I'm afraid is also the fact that uh, uh, so far the project is uh, my passion project, and so it's uh, it's only myself, and uh, I cannot really pay a, a big team of uh, ten people mm. working for me. You know, <laughs> you know what <laughs> I mean. So, uh, and uh, I really don't want to ask people to work for me uh, without getting paid or retribution for that. Yeah. So I also try to to make sure that everything is in order because of that. If one day the game uh, have more money and uh, because it sell well or so on, I will definitely be happy to integrate more people on the project full time and so on. Yeah. Do you ever plan on um, running it as a Kickstarter or an Indiegogo? Is that is that in the plans ever? So uh, I thought about it. Right now uh, the decision is not. Uh, is not uh, made in my mind, so I, I don't really know. I hear a good thing and bad thing about running that kind of uh, of uh, crowdfunding campaign, uh, mainly on the fact that it's really hard to to make yourself find, and it's really hard to to bring people to the Kickstarter. So it's yeah. like I hear the, the thing that is like three or four months of work to to do that alone. 
So I'm like, is it better mm. that I put that time onto the game or onto a Kickstarter? Yeah. This is what I don't know exactly. Because you so, might spend you might spend those couple of months working all the uh, rewards out, pushing people yeah. there, and then it may not get funded all the way. Exactly. So um, I yeah. keep that in the back of my mind, and I'm thinking about it. But uh, for now, uh, the I didn't make my mind on that. So. Okay, that's fair enough. I mean, you've done amazing work so far without it. It's just <laughs> obviously it just depends because the more features you add and the more advanced it gets, the more levels you have. It's suddenly going to take longer and longer, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Definitely. Yeah, that must be tricky to weigh up, definitely. <laughs> okay, so have you um, had any troubles through the development? Has anything sort of been really hard for you to sort of figure out or have you got stuck on something for ages? So I, I, I won't say that something was really hard, uh, but there, there is example of uh, stuff that's, for a long time, I refuse to do it, even if people keep telling me about, oh, you should do it that way, you should do it that way, you know? Uh, and <laughs> after several months, I gave up and try, and it was like, oh, yeah, I should have done that month ago, you know? <laughs> so, so there is stuff that uh, I kind of uh, regret to not have done earlier, but uh, it wasn't really hard. It was more the fact of accepting them. <laughs> Stubborn. <laughs> I mean, it's not really uh, stubbornness, I will say, but it's more the fact that it's really difficult to to understand what something will feel before you try it. Yeah. So, so you can't be sure that it won't work until you try it, and then you try it, and then yes, it's working, obviously. But yeah. uh, you so, don't want to yeah, waste your time, do you? You don't want yeah, to waste exactly. Time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You have so a limited time crucial. to do all yeah. the stuff, so you have to select the one you want to do and the one you don't want. So that's when we're already all, always in the backlog, kind of. And uh, when I bring them forward and actually did them, it was like uh, an evidence. <laughs> <laughs> OK, and is, it, is this your first game you've developed on, on your own? I mean, I know you worked before. Yes. Is this your, your first solo project? Yes, it's the first game of my company. It's the first game I'm doing on my own. But again, I have a lot of uh, uh, background in the game industry before that. So I, I wasn't afraid and I knew what I was going to to do. So because yeah, I released a lot of game in other company. Some were really big in a very large uh, uh, team and some were really small in a really small team. So I also knew what I was capable of doing or not. So that really helped me with doing my first game. Okay, so you, you do have a bit of an advantage over quite a lot of developers, a lot yep. of indie developers, in the fact that you've you did work for a studio for, for a yeah. while before. You've yeah, seen yep. the process of releasing games. You kind of yeah. know what. The... I have some friends that are working uh, next to me that are just doing their first game after school, and they are doing amazing, and they have an amazing game, and people follow them. I'm like, I, I'm so jealous. You know, <laughs> it's like, it's like. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, when I was that age and uh, I, I knew as much as I did, I, I will never have dreamt about that. So no, I, I'm a lot more confident about what I can do. So it's also also better for me. What are you doing about how are you finding the marketing of the game? As this seems to be a, a, a big problem for a lot of developers. Yes. It's the, it's the marketing and social media that they, they all generally really struggle with. How, how yes. are you finding it? 
Uh, I will say, like everybody, it's uh, it's pretty difficult. So <laughs> I'm uh, trying uh, everything as I can. So uh, I'm doing a lot of uh, GIFs that I share on Twitter, Facebook, and stuff like that. Well uh, I try all other um, platforms like Reddit and Imager, but those are really more specific codes. So it's a lot more difficult to enter those kind of circle. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I'm doing mainly that for now, but uh, I'm also uh, uh, hoping to work with a publisher for when the game will be released, so I can get some help on marketing on that side later on. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. So there you go. So if anyone has got any recommendations for any publishers, send them in. Who knows? It'd be interesting. To, I'm interested to find out who, well, what companies and which publishers and which artists. I'd like to sort of have a collection of these these people huh. yeah, um, so, yeah. Just to it would share be around. nice if you invite them in your podcast actually so so we that's can learn from that <laughs> that's a very good point actually um because then they can tell us what they're looking for and what developers should be doing yeah. in preparation yeah, for it exactly good idea i'll, I'll get on that <laughs> thanks give, give me more work to do well done <laughs> sorry <laughs> um um okay so where's the best place to find out about the game so the place where I uh, I share more about the game it's uh, definitely Twitter. So uh, the handle of my Twitter account it's uh, the name of the company which is Wild One. Uh, but for some reason I forget to check and and that handle was already taken. So now it's Wild One Two. <laughs> uh, the weird thing is like the the one it's uh, in letter but the two is in number. So it's okay. uh, Wild One. In later with a two in <laughs> number. Yeah, it's uh, easier, easier to link it. <laughs> yeah, the, the other place it's uh, just to follow uh, the the page on Steam. So the, I already have a Steam page up for a wishlist, wishlist and stuff like that. And I also doing a lot of news directly on the page with the Steam API. So once every month, I try to to say what's progress in the game and show more image and stuff like that. Okay, that's good. That's actually interesting because you've got the the Steam page up pretty mm-hmm. early on, haven't you? Yeah. Because a lot of people I've seen, so I've spoken to a few developers, and the game is due to be released in a few months, and they still don't have a Steam page. Yeah, for for me, it was really important that uh, I show the game really early, so I can get feedback on what is working and what is not working, and also because I'm the only one working on the game, the feedback from people that see from an external point of view, it's, it's really, really valuable for me because it's kind of uh, removed me from that, uh, that uh, focused uh, vision that I have and, and open my, my vision of what the game is. Because usually when you work in a team, everybody has their own view on the game. But because yeah. I'm, I'm by myself, there is only me. So showing, showing the game early was really important for me. And yeah, Steam is definitely a great place to do that. Because it's forced you to think about uh, the screenshots that you should share and uh, what makes sense for your game, what what's really is your game, because you also have to describe it and so on. So, so it's a it's a nice place to be really early on, I think. Definitely. And do you have a do you have a Discord or anything? So uh, I had a Discord, but uh, for now it's a little uh, in the in the dead uh, zone <laughs> in the sense that. Uh, a lot of people are talking on it, and it, it was taking me a long time to to uh, 
feed it as I was feeding other social media and working on the game. So uh, for now, I'm not really uh, going to share the Discord, but I will uh, make a new one when I will be closer to, to release and when I will be sharing demos of the game. So I can really uh, speak to people that played the game and want to give me feedback directly. Sure. But, okay. uh, but yeah, I will, I will do a new one from scratch in a few months' time. All right, gotcha. Um, okay, so what else have we got left? Uh, oh, release date, actually. So when have you planned for release? I know you're still very early. Yeah. It's hard to say, really. Yeah, so I plan uh, 2021. For now, I'm thinking uh, February or a little more, depending on how the game is going. So uh, between February and, and July 2021, we'll say, should be, should be released. Okay. On Excellent. PC. That was my next question. So is, is it is it are you planning to only release it on PC or is it depending on how well it does and your I'm I'm probably sure that I will do console at some point, but uh, I will be releasing first on PC. Okay. But it, but it will it be does, part to console. Okay, because it does feel and look very switchy. Yeah, definitely. I mean when <laughs> when I say console, I'm thinking about this one as well because <laughs> I'm playing my Switch uh, nearly exclusively all the time. So even yeah. if it's just for me, I, I want the game on the Switch. <laughs> <laughs> just port your own version. I like yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> hey, well, but, uh, but I'm going to read this on PC first. Oh, we skipped one. Now, oh. I know we kind of covered this earlier, but um, is there anything in the game that you, you spent too much time on? Anything silly? Because the last, yeah. last few episodes, we've had water shading and grass. Oh. <laughs> So can you beat water shading or grass? Is there anything uh, more silly that you've got? <laughs> yeah, I, I will say one thing. I'm not sure how silly it is in the in the scale, oh. but uh, one thing I spent way, way, way too much time on it is uh, the tutorial. Uh, oh, just yeah. <laughs> yeah, just for the fact that the game, the gameplay of the game changed really, really often. Uh, in the first year, it maybe changed completely every month or two. Uh, but every time I wanted to have some feedback on it. So I had to do a new tutorial for people to try so they can at least understand what was happening at the time. And I could understand if it was good or not. But then I changed everything the next day. And so I had all the tutorials that just didn't make sense anymore. Oh, so no. I have done it five, <laughs> 10 times or even more. And it's not done yet because, again, the gameplay will change slightly from the next version. So I will have to redo it again. And again, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's like a curse keeps coming back yes. on you. Yes, exactly. But well, <laughs> but the tutorial was very good, and you definitely, definitely need it. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I have no choice than to do it again and again. So <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> so you're not even past it yet. Oh no. <laughs> um. So now, so you you say about porting it to consoles eventually. <laughs> Yeah. Does using Unreal make that easier or harder? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was one of the reasons that I wanted to go with Unreal is because you already have all the console support and even mobile oh. if ever I want or something. So, yeah, it will definitely help me with that Amazing. when the time will come. That's fantastic. <laughs> and could you do you think, have you tried like Unity or, or anything? Have you tried any of the other? Yeah, actually in the in the in my past career, I used to work with Unity on some game, but uh, I definitely prefer Unreal. Uh, okay. Unity, for me, it's it's really heavy on performance for some reason. 
So uh, it's really difficult to make a game that uh, runs smoothly on Unity, even more on a really less powerful console like the Switch. So ah uh, yes, yeah. And also, I just I'm used to have the control of everything I'm doing, and and really give me more control than Unity. I know it's a uh, it's a uh, more difficult for some indie devs that uh, never work on a big. Uh, big engine before that but because i used to work with triple a engine it's make more sense for me to go with unreal makes sense i'm just looking at the system requirements now mm-hmm. um and your minimum oh I'm not sure uh, what, I, what i write i'm just checking i'm just checking um okay. windows 7 2 gig of ram 2 gig of ram wow yeah gtx 750 i mean I will have to, to retry with, with that exact <laughs> configuration because yeah, but that that's probably accurate. The, yeah, the yeah. seven fix the seven fifty. I'm sure because I I have one on one of my computer and I work with that, so the RAM probably probably around that. Okay, I have to. I've got loads of old hardware. I have to try it on some see what yeah. where. Uh, where actually, for me, I, I'm testing on my laptop and uh, he had a. My laptop have a very uh, weird stuff, but that really helped me. Is the fact that he had a dedicated GPU, but yeah. that is only activated if the PC is plugged in. So <laughs> when the PC is not plugged in, uh, I okay. it's run on the GPU of the the CPU, oh, which yeah, is like yeah. uh, the Intel graphics uh, something. I, I don't remember which one exactly. But uh, so I always try the game with and without uh, power, so I can check if my frame rate <laughs> is still correct. So okay, yeah. that's it. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, and do you need any other help with the game? Is there anything you're looking for? Any any sort of artists or developers, or is there anyone that you're missing that you could do with help with, or in the future need help with? Well, uh, I already have. Uh, people that I know with who I want to work with for the future. So I'm not looking for any other additional people, let's say it's mm-hmm. like that on, on the game, but I'm still uh, needed. I will still need more help on the game, but uh, the people that will help me are already know. Okay. So for anyone listening, then the biggest help they can give you is by just sharing your content. Yes. Visibility is uh, the biggest problem for every one of us as an indie game. So sharing the game, wishlisting, talking about the game, that, that's that's definitely what uh, everybody needs. Yeah. Um, and have you thought about, I know we spoke about multiplayer options in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, and, so. But, because I would, I would love. I know it's. Mm-hmm. I know I'm just adding. If you gave me extra work, I'm giving you extra work. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I, this would make a fantastic couch co-op on the Switch. Oh, okay. So uh, yeah, I, I, I was gonna say uh, for the multiplayer competitive version, that's kind of really uh, out of the question. Uh, even because it will be a lot more difficult for, um, for as a technological point of view to to redo. So it will be like. A lot more oh, work, yeah. so I cannot do that. And even the way that the the balance of the game is structured is like your character are really overpowered compared to the enemies. So it's kind of funny yeah. because you can kill ten or twenty enemies while you take one or two hits. But if you were playing against other player, the the game will last two turns because in two hits you will be dead. <laughs> so it, it won't be fun anyway. Yeah. As that, a 
it'd almost be a different game, wouldn't yeah. it? It's changing yeah. the game completely. I can see that now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so as for co-op, uh, we are, I'm not announcing anything and I, I don't really know if I'm going to do, do it or not. But the only thing which is sure is that I won't include uh, online multiplayer in the game. But yeah. coach co-op, it's still in the in thinking. Not sure if it's going to be done or not, but uh, I'm thinking okay. about that. Because you could even do that with, um, I don't know if you saw, I did, I did a... Um... A podcast and a stream with a game mm-hmm. called Pushy and Pulley in Blockland. Okay, um, and that sure. was with that was with uh, with Esther, the, okay. the developer's name was, and she did couch. It was a okay. It was like a it's like a Bomberman game. Mm-hmm. It's his way to describe that. Um, and that had couch co-op, mm-hmm. and it was two obviously two player, and then she used the Steam. Um, what's the what's the Steam multiplayer yeah. thing called? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Where you can yeah, share yeah, your yeah. game with someone else. Yeah. Um, so we did a live stream of her playing as the other character and me playing as my character, and that worked really well. So even if you could, even if that could be in there yeah. and just yeah. swap the controls to the other person, that'd be yeah. that'd be amazing. To so play. that might be a possibility, but the the real thing uh, I really will need to test before making sure that can be done or not is really the the idea of uh, working with another person. Because mm-hmm. in the game, as you are two player, uh, there is a, a very deep tactics that you do with yourself. Because your two characters are kind of in synergy, one with the other. Uh, so again, the example I was gonna give you before was attacking with one of your character to make trigger his ability of reposting and this kind of thing. So you will need to play very very uh, heavily with yourself if you want to to win the game. So if you do that with another person, <laughs> uh, I really don't know how the strategy will be in place and if it won't be too difficult to say, because basically one of the player might end up just giving order to the other player because he say, oh, you need to go there and face that direction so I can attack you and do that. And at this point, will it be fun to play with someone else if he's well, controlling you? That, that's I, the thing I'm not sure. Well, I think... If you're playing with someone you know, which you probably will be, yeah. I, I'm not, I don't mean about talk, playing with random people, but if you yeah. play with someone you know, like if, if you were, you and I want to play, mm-hmm. I think I think the chaos that it could cause, that's what I, I look forward to. I look forward to the, yeah. uh, the yeah, maybe arguments, you know, yeah. no, 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 don't no, shoot him. Uh, Too late, I've done it. <laughs> I agree. Kind of the overcooked vibe where you should really play with uh, together, yeah. but uh, you end up uh, just being angry at each other all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, but uh, that's gonna. I'm gonna have to try that before I'm saying if I'm doing it or not. So it'd make it's a great not, stream. Yeah, I know that. I'd love to stream yeah. a two-player of that. Um, it's not. It's not on the planning now, but uh, it's okay. not out of the table. Right, you heard it. Some people. Every every vote. Come on, send it in. <laughs> um, cool. Okay. Um, um. And what about future games? Do you plan on oh. on making an extra game for this, like a like a you know, Guild of Assassin, yeah. Guild of Ascension, Assassin, Guild of Ascension <laughs> Two, or or something else. Or what's yeah, the plan? so it will really depends what the reaction of the game when it will be released and so on. I have a lot of ID just for adding more content onto that game, uh, adding more DLC. So the how I structure the game is that the the tower is kind of infinite, and and there will be several floors at release, but I can always adding more floor on top of that 
and adding more character and type of weapon. So, so there yeah. is a lot of thing I can already do within that game. But other than that, yeah, yeah, tons of ID for other game. But I'm gonna keep them for way <laughs> later when everything will be done on Guild of Ascension. Yeah, don't start anything now. <laughs> exactly. No. Start. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, is there anything that we haven't spoken about that you'd like to go into more detail on about the game or yourself or? anything else mm, no i think uh, we did a good uh, overall uh, of what the game is i'm uh, happy with that okay uh, well i'd love to do a follow-up on this uh, when you get to maybe when we start getting to sort of the beta or pre-release stage yeah. that'd be great yeah, to sort sure. of catch up and see what's changed since we've spoken you know at this such an early stage i would like to yeah yeah be there will be a lot more so okay. sure <laughs> we will do um, a follow-up and I've also actually, I also wanted to speak just briefly about. So some of the are you, are you calling them levels or boards? What are you calling the the? the... So you are talking about one uh, encounter. Yes. Yeah. In, okay. Uh, so so I, I'm saying one room because it's one room of the tower floor. One room. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So some of the rooms mm-hmm. have got the the statue. Yeah. That was very mean. <laughs> so the statue actually. <laughs> Do nothing. So actually, uh, inanimate uh, decoration of the. So, of the uh, no, I'm blaming because the statues. I'm going to call it. I'm blaming the statue here. Uh-huh. So the statue. If you take basically, if you take too long to yep. complete the room, the statue gets moody. Oh, and oh no, starts... no, okay. So you are talking about the goddess curse here. Oh, the goddess curse. Yes. Yeah, the goddess curse about. is not linked to any statue. It's really. Uh, a mechanic that I add uh, to time limit a player into one room. Yes. Uh, because I was afraid at first that if uh, they had no time limit, they're going to just run in circle and like the enemy will do that and forever that goes yes. and nobody will, will win at the end. But after seeing more and more people playing the game, I actually never see a time where that time limit was used in in the sense that I liked it to be. Uh, right. So in the sense that every time I see people uh, getting surprised by that and really uh, they, they were trying to win the, the room, but they couldn't because of that. And they weren't trying to cheese the room, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I'm starting to think I might not include it at the end because it might be too mean. <laughs> it was very mean. Yeah. I, I, but do you know what? I, I, okay. It's difficult because I do like it. I do like yeah. the idea. I think you're right. Yeah. Uh, and and because you've got the time, you've got the timer on each move that you take. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it does kind of make sense that the room has a general timer. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm. I'm actually trying to think about maybe turning it in a in a bonus instead of a malus. So basically, if you finish the the room within a certain time, you mm-hmm. will get more reward. So I'm gonna uh, encourage you to be quick, but okay. in a good way, not by punishing you. If so you're it's gonna hurt. be the carrot, not the stick. Yes, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> because every time I see people die because of that, I, I feel sad <laughs> inside. So. <laughs> I know you don't. You were laughing at me yesterday when I dropped dead. Uh, I know it. I know it. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Uh, yeah. Um, what about um, high scores? Because because this game mm-hmm. does encourage you to keep replaying the game. I mean, yeah. That's the idea, isn't it? You, you replay yeah. it, you get better, 
So uh, I didn't really think about uh, doing high score even more because again uh, the the game really have a a progressive structure in the fact that when you finish the floor one and you kill the boss you will unlock a new floor and so there will not really be any reason to go back to floor one and if you go back to floor one with the new weapon that you craft into better floors yeah, then you will be yeah. yes exactly so i want i'm not thinking that to to include high score or something like that but uh, what i'm including it's um a kind of an achievement system per floor. So okay. every floor, you, you will redo it. And uh, I'm keeping track of uh, how many times you try, how many rooms you fail, uh, how many uh, enemies you killed, and stuff like that. And I'm going to give you some reward if you are uh, doing all the, the achievement of that floor. So okay, finding all the it. different rooms, uh, killing all the enemies, and stuff like that. Yeah, OK. Yeah, that's a good idea. That's a nice idea. Yeah. Um, because it's weird, isn't it? Because as someone who isn't a developer, mm-hmm. I don't think about stuff like this. I just think, well, I need a high score. But then not realizing actually doesn't make any sense. Yeah, um, because then the number will just, like, you yeah. will come back at the end of game and you will come back in floor one and you will just thump everybody with one hit and, and the score will have no meaning. So, I mean, I could include it, but it won't add anything to the game. I, I no, think. it may- makes total sense now yeah ignore me basically ignore me. <laughs> no, all, all that <laughs> idea are good because often it's just by thinking about something that doesn't work that give you id for some other things that might work if you change it so yeah but that's also the the, the slight problem as an indie dev mm-hmm. that you, you kind of need just someone to discuss these good or bad ideas through yeah. and then it, it, once you've discussed it you go oh yeah that makes total no yeah. sense whatsoever now i can i can ignore that now but if it's just if you're just arguing with yourself you can convince yourself either either way that it's a great idea or it's oh, exactly. a terrible idea so yeah, that's, that's why i really like to share as much as i can on twitter or everywhere so i can have a discussion mm. about all the feature and and making people try the game like you that also helped me to see how they, they see the game when it's not me playing by myself. So. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, and when do you think the first beta testing will, will happen? When, when, when can people start playing little versions of this? Yeah, it's difficult to say. Uh, yeah, I cannot give any, any date right now. So, Of course, that's fine. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm going to continue to make uh, find a small group of people and give the game to them to to see how they play mm-hmm. uh, but i don't know when it will be uh, open beta let's say where a big a bigger number of players will be able to access the game well, okay so the best thing is to follow you on twitter yeah and you'll yep. find out straight away won't you exactly perfect okay well that covers all the questions i have cool. um if there's anything you'd like to add you're welcome to no, I was just uh, really glad you invited me on the podcast. So it was fun. My pleasure. It's been fantastic. And again, it's a, it's a brilliant game, even Thank you. at this stage. So Thank you. I mean, I, you know, bug wise, I didn't even find didn't find any, uh, did I? I see one or two on your screen, but you didn't. But uh, yeah, I did see well, one or two. Okay, well there you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's impressive. That's very impressive. Cool. Um, Thank you. So yeah, thank you so much for coming on, and um, thank you. Keep a keep an eye out for the game, everybody, and please go and wishlist it. Yes, please. Very important. <laughs> cool. Okay. Thank well, you. we'll we'll do a follow up podcast, and I'll I'll catch you next time. 
Okay. Thank you. And there we go. That wraps up the show. So a big thank you to Marius for joining us. All the links will be in the show notes as usual. I will also include the the little YouTube video that Marius gave us, which shows you the development of the game that we spoke about in the podcast just over the over the time that he's been developing it. And that, that's really interesting to see as well. So I'll include that in the show notes. You can check that out. Also, uh, Marius mentioned it would be a good idea to have some marketing game marketing people on or maybe some publishers so if you are a publisher or a marketer or you know of one please get in touch with the show and we'll get you on the podcast to talk about a slightly different angle so rather than just developers then it'd be interesting i think for everybody to find out what marketers and publishers are saying are good practices for developers so anything any useful information that you think developers should know let's get you on the podcast and and talk about it all the usual stuff make sure you head to steam and wishlist the game because it is already on there even though it's not going to be out until sort of mid next year still head over to steam make sure you wishlist it retweet all the tweets you know the score if you want to leave a podcast review don't forget i will read out all the reviews that i get on the podcast so you can get your name in lights well yeah audio lights that is any reviews are greatly appreciated, whether that is on Stitcher or iTunes or other places that do reviews. Anyway, like. But again, thank you so much for listening. And we'll carry on to episode number 14. So thanks again. Ciao for now. Bye-bye.